Hello, and welcome to the Armchair Analysts. My name is Rob, and this is my dad, Ed. Hi. Since the early 70s, I've been watching the NFL with my dad, and just as long, we've been coaching teams, announcing games, and analyzing all things NFL from the comfortable distance of fandom. And now we're bringing you into our discussions. So grab some snacks and the best seat in the house, and join us, the Armchair Analysts. Okay, so we're coming up on week three already. I don't, I mean, I don't know about you, but it feels like it's going fast already. I couldn't wait for it to get here, and now it's like, holy cow, we're already at a point where the Steelers have to win or they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's unfolding quickly. Yeah, but of course, that's the last game, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, All right, so week three is upon us, and... As usual, we're going to go down the list of the games and see what we see. And first game, uh, the Thursday night game, which is tomorrow night, is the Jets at the Browns. Okay. Well, you know, everybody, I was reading some articles and a lot of people were bad-mouthing the Browns. They're 0-2-0-1-4, but they could just as easily right now be 2-0. Oh, yeah. Uh, without much trouble. I mean, that kicker missed two extra points and two field goals against the Saints, and they could have beat the Steelers. They, they let him go today, by the way, or yesterday. Uh, got another kicker, and I don't know how facility that's a question mark if this guy's going to be any better or not. But having all that said, all that, I think the Browns are finally about to register a win for first time in a long time. So I'm going to take the Browns. Excellent. Um yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So, at when when he was missing those, right, my thought was, oh, my God, they've got to get rid of this guy. How did he make it through week one? I mean, he missed the, like, maybe week one, you say, okay, the rain, the wind, you know, Pittsburgh's kicker missed also. It was a terrible game for kickers. The weather conditions weren't ideal. And I'm like, there's no way he's going to not get fired over this. But... And I was right, he got fired. But they hired uh, another unknown kicker who was undrafted, uh, tried out for the Dolphins, and did not impress the Dolphins enough to make the team. And it turns out, I don't know if you read this or not, that the Browns kicker has a groin injury. And he was supposed to be receiving treatment for it starting this week or whatever. And they they knew that before he was active for the games, you know, and they let him kick with the injury, and then they held him accountable for missing those kicks that they made him kick while his groin was injured. Uh, I'm not sure that's cool. No, no I, I agree with you there. Um, yeah, I, I didn't realize all that had gone on. I just knew he missed two vehicles and two extra points. However, on your other note, about this other kicker being untested, that's pretty much how Boswell came into existence. Come out of Rice, and uh, Steelers had passed over him uh, at the tryout, went with somebody else who they weren't happy with, called Boswell back. So uh, sometimes these guys uh, show up, you know what I mean? So. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I hope, I hope the new guy does good. I just... 
Well, thank you. Now, right here, what you're saying about the guy being accountable, that's not fair. Right. And, and like the Rams, for example, uh, the Rams played the Cardinals, I think, so I guess the pressure wasn't as great, but their kicker uh, had an injury before the game. Like, I don't know if it was in warm-ups or whatever or something. And he never came out on the field. They went, they let the punter kick one extra point, and then they went for two-point conversions, or maybe it was a field goal or something. But uh, most of the day, they went for two-point conversions because they didn't have a kicker. And, I mean, if the Browns take that approach and just say, our kicker's hurt, we're going to muddle through without him, you know, instead of firing the guy. That would definitely be fair, fair. Especially, yeah. Right. So, I mean, it sounds still like they have some institutional uh, work to do. You know, not that the team I root for is any better. We'll get to that later. But, uh, and then the other thing about the Browns, too, is you see uh, Josh Gordon was traded to the Patriots. I guess yeah, it's more of a Patriots yeah. story, but. I, I saw that, yeah. So, that'll be interesting to see. If Josh Gordon and, well, had you know, he's had so many, many, many chances. And I think Belichick might hold him together for a, a season or a part of a season. But I think sooner, sooner or later he'll self-destruct again. Well, that's possible. But you remember the year that Randy Moss was a Patriot, right? Yeah, well, that's the article I read. They said that uh, Belichick has a history of taking these cast-offs and and they mentioned Moss and a couple, two or three other ones that uh, come in and played pretty well for him, I guess. But yeah, well, the year that Moss was uh, with them, they went undefeated that year until the Super Bowl when the Giants beat them. Yeah, well, I remember yeah, Randy Moss was a hell of a, hell of a ball player and a great receiver. Yeah. Um, all right. So long and short is I'm actually going with the Browns too. I just think they're. They're way overdue. And that's funny because both of us are picking the Jets to make the playoffs. And, uh, or, no, you picked them to make the playoffs. I picked them to go 8-8. Eight and eight. and uh, now we're both sort of backbending a little bit. But uh, Well, there's no doubt that the Jets disappointed me from their outing against the Dolphins. I don't think they're, you know, I, I still think they're better and going to do well. But... I just think in this case the Browns are at home, uh, and they're they're just due. Just something tells me that they're going to win. That's that's sort of where I'm at. It's like sooner or later, America. So they could just as easily be two and out. They've got a breakthrough here pretty soon. Right, and I mean, if the Jets win, I won't be surprised. It won't be like shock, but I just don't. I I think it'll be close. I think the Browns will finally finally get a victory. Well, it'd be interesting to see, too, because, you know, the Jets have one of the uh, most frequently blitzing defenses in pro football at Todd Bowles. And uh, it'd be interesting, I think, that if anybody can break up the blitz, maybe somebody like Tyrod uh, Taylor can, uh, because, you know, he's more mobile, you know what I mean? Right, or he can exploit the blitz by taking off every time they come after him. Right, that's, what I was, that's sort of what I was thinking, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was Thursday night. Uh, then next up is the Titans at the Jaguars. Well, I definitely got to go with the Jaguars. Uh, you know, Mar- Mariota is not even. At least he didn't play last game. I don't know whether he'll play this game. Uh, 
But, well, yeah. So it's if he doesn't play, it's Blaine Gabbert playing against yeah. the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, which drafted him Buku years ago. Oh yeah, and yeah, and he was a starter for them for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank God that this game is not on Thursday night. I don't know. Well, actually, I don't. They. I don't think they've been doing that. This year, but you know the color rush they've been doing the past couple of years? No, what's that mean? It's, they, for Thursday night, they would have these uniforms, these alternate uniforms, and they try to make them like one color. And sometimes it made the games really pretty, and sometimes it made the games awful. And the... And the awfulest of the awful, from appealing to the eye, in my opinion was the Titans and Jaguars. The Titans were in this crummy blue outfit. It was like kind of powder blue, but uglier somehow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and the Jaguars were in this gold, you know, with their half gold and half black helmets and whatever. It was just the ugliest looking thing. <laughs> and, and I believe they did it twice. I don't remember if it was in the same year or it was two different years or something, but... Uh-huh. It was like they could not pick a worse matchup, but I, actually, I didn't even think about it till now. But I, they're not doing that this year. At least they haven't so far. Well, probably got the same kind of reaction that you had from a lot of. <laughs> but some of them look great. I mean, if they did it right, it was good, you know. And it was actually, it was the brand uh, Nike or whoever that was that made the uniforms that like designed the color rush. Yeah. And and sometimes they did like really good and other times it was horrible so I guess I don't know maybe they did get I'll have to research that (laughs) see what happened to it Um, but so who are we picking I'm I'm taking the Jaguars who are you taking Uh, I'm taking the Jaguars I still uh, even though Tennessee beat uh, the Texans I still have no love for them I don't think they're that good I don't understand why the Texans lost and the Jaguars beat New England, so they are as good as I think they are. And I was really impressed with that receiver that came out of nowhere, that Keelan Cole. Yeah, he, he went to Kentucky Wesleyan. Yeah, that <laughs> that catch was amazing. Oh, well, undrafted free agent, anyways. And and the Jags are at home, so I mean, yeah. you know. And there's too many reasons. I mean. There's a possibility Tennessee, like that's why they play the game. Anybody could win, but that's got to be a low odds, real low odds chance of that happening. Well, it's not going to be the lowest odds, I don't think. Uh, there's one that's. Is it that one? No, it's not that one. I was going to say, to me, that would be the upset of the. I mean, bigger than any, but go, we'll explore it as we progress. Okay. Yep, so we're both taking Jags. Next up is the Raiders uh, at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are 2-0 and winning the AFC East higher than the Patriots. I see now. I've never been a big believer in that Tannehill. Uh, But when he's healthy, he's fairly respectable. And um, the Raiders, I don't know. I just uh, don't know what to think. They're at Miami, right? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and figure Gruden's got to win a lot soon, so I'm going to take Raiders and see what happens. All right. Our our heads are in the same place. I got. I just had. I did gut feeling 
on this. I threw threw out the paper and I picked the Raiders. Just something just tells me I think it'll be an upset, but I think the Raiders will win. Um, and the Dolphins at this time last year were also two and zero and leading the division because the Patriots had lost to the Chiefs on the opening night of the season. Um, and of course, you know, the Patriots still ended up going to the Super Bowl and the Dolphins went nowhere. So, you know, 2-0 is not necessarily a a given, especially in the yeah, AFC East. And who was their two wins against? Was this Buffalo year you're talking about? Yeah, Miami. Was one of Buffalo? No, it was Tennessee the first week and it was the Jets last week. Okay, so they beat two. Not like I said, we both think Jets are going to be better, but they didn't exactly beat top-notch teams either. So, okay. Right, and the Raiders lost to the Rams, who are good, um, and the Broncos, which is a division rival in Denver. You know, right? All yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I figure Green's going to break through too. So let's, I'm going to go with the Raiders. All right, so we're all we're all even up here so far. I mean, like we've all made the same picks. Okay. Um. Next up is Broncos at the Ravens. Broncos at the Ravens. Well, I tell you, I was surprised when uh, Bengals knocked off the Ravens. A little bit surprised. Uh, you picked that game. Yeah, I know, but I mean, still, I was, <laughs> you I, were I, surprised I was, that you were right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, I, I picked it because, but uh, you know, because uh, uh, I figured Bengals were a little bit underrated this year, and I told you. The Ravens are getting old. They got a lot of old guys, but I still was surprised they maybe Did you see where Bengals, uh, both games they won so far this season are both by the exact same score? No, I didn't catch that. It's, I mean, it's like 34-27 or something like that. I'm not saying that's exactly, but that's close. But they, they scored a sack. Both teams in both games scored the same amount of points. That's crazy. Yeah, Broncos at the Ravens. I'm going to take the Broncos. Okay. Uh, so this one we have different. I think the Ravens are going to bounce back at home. I like the Broncos. I've got them going to the playoffs. I don't have the Ravens going to the playoffs. But uh, that being said, uh, again, just gut feeling, though. But I, I think the Ravens are going to pull it out. All right. All right. So next up is the Giants at the Texans. I never saw a worse offensive line in my entire life than what the Giants put up against Dallas. Poor Eli Manning. Yeah. Uh, but that's Chaquan Barkley is the real deal. Um, I don't know. I didn't see enough to convince me. I'm going to go with Houston. Okay. I'm going with Houston, too. Probably more out of desperation to have my hopes for them realized this year because I've got them going to and winning the Super Bowl um, and the way they've started is not the way to get it done uh, Deshaun Watson was amazing last year before he got hurt I would love to see him return to form um, he started to look a little better last week I think I can't believe they lost to the Titans I'm still upset over that um, yeah. just from a it's disheartening um, anyway, but I'm going to pick the Texans. I'm agreeing with you. Uh, I agree that Barkley is a real deal as far as the Giants go. Not much else on that team impresses me, although 
I am glad they stuck with Eli and didn't throw him out uh, like the other coach was going to do. Yeah, well, like I said, I still blame that McAdoo. He was there four or five years. Eli is is dead opposite of Peyton. Peyton is a perfectionist and like an engineer. Execute everything exactly to detail. Uh, Eli is improv. He, you know what I mean? He, he throws something at the wall and says it's going to stick, you know? And McAdoo tried to put like a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Wouldn't let him throw down field much, uh, made him dink and dunk, and didn't play his strengths. So if he can get the offensive line, I don't think he's over yet. So. Those are, those are the times that I feel like somebody like me or you would make a good coach. Like, I don't, I don't know. And like, I couldn't see myself out there on the practice field with a clipboard going, run it again, guy. But somebody to come in from, like, a psychological perspective and say, you know, why are you, know, like you just said, why are you trying to fit the... the square peg in the round hole. Why are you not, you know, design the offense to do this and it'll be much better? I mean, if you look at Eli, I mean, in that year they beat the Patriots and that and the other Super Bowl they won, like I said, a lot of him when things break down and fall apart sometimes, sometimes that's when he's at his best uh, when he's improper and not like having things executed exactly like Peyton was, was you know what I mean? Maybe. Both good quarterbacks, they could both win, they both had, but they both had strengths that they played to, and their coaches that worked with them that way, you know what I mean? Right. And maybe we could be like a NFL strategy consultants. <laughs> I don't think they're going to snap us right up, but. All right, let's go on. If any, if any of the teams are out there listening, give us a call. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> All right, next up is uh, Colts at Eagles. Here's a wow. Colts surprise me completely. Yeah. The Redskins, there's no more, I'm getting ahead of myself because they're the next game, but there is no more frustrating team in all of predictive NFL <laughs> Like, I mean, because you and I have been doing this for a while, and every year I go through every week and pick who's going to win all the games, even if it was never a podcast before. And the Redskins are by far the one team that is the least predictable, because as soon as you think you've got them figured out, they change on you. And so I thought the Cardinals would beat them in week one. They destroyed the Cardinals. And I thought, oh, the Redskins must be good. Certainly they'll beat the Colts at home, and they lay a dud. So I don't know what to do about the Redskins, and I have no idea whether that means the Colts are any good or not. I hear you. I hear you. So who, who, who's our Colts against the uh, Eagles, right? Against the Eagles in Philly, uh, yep. Yeah, well, you know, Foles had a good day. I mean, you look at his numbers and all that. It was just that they ran into, you know, um, a hot quarterback, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles on that. Well, Wentz is back. You know that, right? Well, I didn't know that, no. But, you know, I'm comfortable. That's what I said. I told you, and I keep repeating myself, but I picked the Eagles go away because they got two quarterbacks that I think are both top nuts. So uh, I'm fine with Wentz in there, too. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, in theory, he'll be an improvement, although he might be a little rusty. But, um, but yeah, so he's coming back this week. He's going to start. And I'm picking the Eagles, too, because they're at home, because I think they're still one of the premier teams in the NFC, even though I have a hard time believing that they lost to Tampa. Yeah. Um, Last week was just rough. <laughs> as a matter of fact, well, I should have started with this. Maybe as as I get better at organizing our thing, we'll uh, revisit you know how we did in week two first or the week you know before first, and then go to the games. But since we didn't cover it yet, last week, right? Uh, well, let's get some perspective. Week one, we did pretty good. I went ten five and one. You went nine six and one. We we're only one game off of each other. We got about two thirds of the games right. Which, when you look around at the professional prognosticators, that's right about where you know we're right in the thick of it. You know, some are doing a little better, some are doing a little worse, or whatever. We're we're not bad. We're we're legit in that area. Week two, we suffered a setback. We we both did the exact same record, even though we picked some games different, and we both went eight, seven, and one. Oh, we both made it above five hundred. I'm surprised. I thought I bet I slept to myself before I didn't even make five hundred. We we were barely above five hundred. And I think we talked about it last week. I think we picked four games different, and we picked. You know, uh, in two of those games, you got right. In two of the games, I got right. Um, and then, of course, there was the second tie in two weeks. Um, and I didn't realize that overtime had been shortened to 10 minutes. Did you know yeah. that? Yes, they had not only that uh, shortened to 10 minutes. And, uh, and of, course they, of course, they had that rule before. Each team is going to get a chance to touch the ball. Uh, before it was always sudden death. Of course, they changed that a while back. Yeah, right. It's, you, if you score a field goal on the first possession, uh, then the other team gets a chance. Even if you score a touchdown, they don't, though, right? No, I think a touchdown team still gets another chance, I think. Really? Okay. I'll have to look uh, that up. I, thought... I could be wrong on that. I could be wrong, but I think the deal is both teams get a chance. Now, if the one team scores a field goal, Okay, uh, and then the other team comes back and scores uh, a, t- a touchdown, where then it's over. Of course, you know they don't. The other team don't get another chance or anything. Right. But you check it out. I could be wrong. I, I think even if they score a touchdown, I think both teams supposedly the the argument there was you know whoever you know got the ball first, if they scored, the other team team didn't really have a chance. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a field goal uh, that they changed instead of. Let me know what you find out. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out, um, and I'm going to make a note to myself to do it. Um, so we both picked the Eagles for Colts at Eagles, and then the next one up is Packers at Redskins. So speaking of the Redskins that are frustrating, and the Packers who who knows if Aaron Rodgers is going to play or make it through a game Packers and Redskins yep I'm going to go with Packers I don't care whether Rodgers is starting or not <laughs> really 
Yeah, I'm with those Packers, regardless. Well, I'm taking the Packers, too. I'm not surprised at that. I was surprised that the I don't care whether Rodgers is starting or not. Well, I mean, he certainly would be my preference, but uh, I think that Deshaun Kaiser can handle the Redskins, I think. It's, it, it's it's in Washington now. Of course, the Redskins, like I said, they're frustrating to figure because uh, one minute I think they're terrible and and they trounce the Cardinals, and then I think they're great and they lose to the Colts. So I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I, I think the Packers will be too much for them, no matter which quarterback. But okay, no, I'm agreeing with you. All right, um, now the Bills at the Vikings. This is the one I said would be worse if the Bills. Upset the Vikings here, that would be way more surprising to me than uh, whatever the earlier game was we were talking about. Tennessee and the Jaguar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I think they're about even as far as, you know, odds and upsets for me. That's about where I'd put them about pretty much even because Jaguar has got a hell of a defense and their last two outings have been awesome and uh, uh, Bills have really sucked, but... Uh, Minnesota has played well. Uh, by the way, Minnesota cut their, their kicker, too. Did you see that? Yeah, but they signed Dan Bailey. And so, one, is their kicker wasn't injured. And two, they signed a guy who's got a track record and knows, you know, they know he can kick. Oh, no, I wasn't comparing him to what the Browns did. Uh, that Bailey, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't understand why they let him go, to be honest with you. And made that transition. I thought, to me, I... Yeah, I mean, I, who knows? That could have been contract driven, or yeah, uh, I almost yeah, half thought maybe Minnesota would maybe up until he had that missed, screwed up in them playoffs. That Minnesota kicker, that Walsh. Yep, he was one of the best kickers in the league. Yeah, uh, even and he did quite well, like in fantasy points and all that. Lot of, you know, he was one of the best kickers. He, he went to then, Seattle, though, and didn't do very good there. I don't know if he's still kicking there or not. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's still kicking or not, but I didn't think he was that bad. But they interviewed that coach from uh, Vikings, and they said, was that hard for you to let your kicker go? And he said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, oh, yeah, it was hard. You know, as long as make that decision. He said, and he just says, Bonnie face said, nope, not hard at all. <laughs> well, I mean, look, they almost they almost took the Packers at Lambeau. You know. I don't know. So I guess he's pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm going to go with Minnesota uh, to beat the Bills. Yeah, me too. And uh, a note about the Bills. Did you see uh, the guy, Vontae Davis, retired in the middle of the game? Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, at... At half the, so the stu- I read the story later because I, I didn't realize that it happened either. Uh, um, AJ told me about it, and uh, so I looked up the story. But he's uh, he played for the Colts for a long for a long time, and then he got hurt, and so there was a question, and you know his future was in question or whatever. And I don't know if he got cut and picked up or he got traded or whatever, but somehow he ended up on the Bills. And he was still a question mark. They didn't know whether he was going to be able to do, you know, perform as well as he had. Da, da, da. So he played in a preseason game. He did okay. In week one, he was a healthy scratch. He did not play, but he was 
it wasn't because of injury, which was weird in and of itself. And so week two, he played, and he played the first half, and at halftime in the locker room, apparent I don't I must have been when the rest of the team was not in the locker room, so I don't know exactly how it transpired, but he just basically collected his stuff and quietly left. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, the rest of the team didn't appreciate it too much. They, they no, I, I know, but what I'm thinking about, he obviously didn't like what was going on. We had a guy at work at the plant. He was uh, like the accountant, and the and far as I, of course, this ain't exactly the same. But the plant manager, I think, was immoral and was basically wanting him to do things that weren't right. And he, he was in a meeting and. Uh, I wasn't there. People told me they just, you know, he gave the accounting report, and of course the plant manager jumped all over him, and, you know, and uh, the guy just folded up his book, stuck up in the briefcase, got up, walked out, and got in his car, and never came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something I would do. Yeah, I hear so. But I thought, boy, that was pretty cool. Sean McCoy were the were the driving factors, I think, in their success last year, and it was just barely enough success to make the playoffs. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, you know, I don't think anybody took them seriously as a contender uh, for the Super Bowl, and they got wiped out by the Jags, I think, in the first round pretty easily. Um, so, I mean, they weren't that great. They just kind of were fortunate. And and then they got rid of their best people. I don't know what you expect to happen, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's uh, still to me the demise from even if it was wild card playoff to you know really bad. It was in a hurry, but uh, uh, anyways, uh, I'm saying the Vikings. Yep, me too. All right. So uh, next up, uh, here's a fun one. Next up is Saints at Falcons. Well, you know, I picked the Saints to, you know, go pretty deep, pretty far, if I remember right. Uh, but uh, I, I can I, check that. Okay. You picked them to be third seed to win their division. Okay. And then they get all the way to the NFC Championship game and lose to the Eagles. Okay, well... Having said all that, I'm, I'm like I said, after the first two games, I I didn't, didn't see it against Tampa. Of course, Fitzpatrick was hot. And uh, like I said, they struggled with the Browns. Not that the Browns are all that bad, but Browns could easily win that. So I want to have to go to the Falcons. I have the Saints, also the third seed, but losing in the second round, also to the Eagles. 
And I also am going to go with the Falcons. And that was more just because, I don't know, it's just it's hard to not pick the home team for one thing. And for two things, I just looked at it like the Falcons and the Saints both have a good offense. The Falcons have some defense. Their defense is not bad at all. Um, the Saints' defense has not shown up yet, in my in my opinion. Because I mean, if you if you add the kicks that that guy missed for the Browns, the Browns score twenty six points in that game. Right. So the Buccaneers putting forty eight on you, and then the Browns who haven't who haven't won a game in a year and a half putting twenty six on you at home. I don't know. So yeah. I'm questioning their defense big time. But you, you were saying how the Redskins befuddled you in terms of most unpredictable. I think for me over the last few years, uh, it's been the Saints. They're the ones that I always got them. I'm always on the wrong side of them. Yeah. If I pick them to win, they lose. If, they, if I pick them to lose, they win. They, they drive me nuts. But I'm going I'm to say Falcons. Well, if things hold true to form, then by this time next week, we'll be talking about how the Redskins beat the Packers and the uh, Saints beat the Falcons. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> like I said, no matter which way I picked them, and that's been going on for a long time. I, you know, it's like uh, I used to, well, you and I always picked these games all the time, and then I helped Audrey a year or two with her sheet there when she was playing and almost I'd say uh, almost 90% minimum amount of time the team that I always got wrong weekend weekend out with the Saints but uh, anyways go ahead yeah uh, alright so next up is 49ers at the Chiefs That's- yeah I'm gonna have to go with Mahone he's hot yeah. Um, are you familiar with Pittsburgh, Dad? Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh, Dad. Now I'm not addressing you, Dad. I'm saying Pittsburgh, Dad. Yeah, what's up? He's a guy. Okay. So he's he's basically, he's a character. Um, he's got videos on YouTube. He's uh, He basically is a Steelers fan. He also a little bit does the Penguins, and sometimes he'll talk about movies or something else, but most of the stuff is the Steelers, and he talks with a an exaggerated Pittsburgh accent, okay. and and it's comedy, you know. Anyway, right. he called he called uh, the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes alone. <laughs> Are you familiar with the movie Home Alone? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. My home alone. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that guy, like I said, you know, he's set an NFL record now already for that many touchdown passes he's thrown and for uh, a, a quarterback or a new quarterback. I can't remember what it was. Maybe in quarterbacks, period. He, yeah. He's breaking all kinds of records. I, I snuck him onto my fantasy team and I'm starting him this coming week so ho- uh, hopefully well, he keeps it up <laughs> yeah you know, as soon as we get high on somebody he'll probably throw four picks or something yeah that's <laughs> the way it goes 
Um, and, but anyways, I'm going to say uh, Casey. Even though I think San Francisco play respectable. Well, I uh, think San Francisco's good. I think they're just getting like they're running into these unfortunate games because out of two out of the first three games, you play the Vikings at Minnesota and the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Yeah. That's, that's a rough deal, you know. It's a rough draw. And who was their other game? Uh, the Lions. They beat the Lions yeah. at home, but yeah. not as decisively as I would have liked. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the Jets well. beat the Lions a lot more decisively than the Forty ers did. So, yeah, but mm. but uh, if I remember their next game, their Forty uh, ers looked pretty respectable. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they like I said, they beat the Lions. Um, they did not wipe the floor with them. Yeah. Um, and they looked respectable against the Vikings. It's just hard to go into Minnesota and, you know, put yeah, up points well, on that defense. So. Yeah, I think, like I said, the, but I think Kansas City will be them. Yep, well, I'm agreeing with you. Again. Okay. Um, so far, I think we've only picked one game different. All right, so next is Bengals at Panthers. Bengals at the Panthers. Phew. I'm going to say the Panthers. All right, that's two different. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm picking the Bengals. I don't really know why. It's just a feeling. I think I went with gut feelings for most of my picks this week. Um but I don't know. Something about it just makes me think that the Bengals are going to win. Are Are you aware that the Bengals starting running backs out? No, I'm not. Joe Mixon. Yeah, he's out for the game. Uh, they're going to use that uh, Jared Bernard, G- Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, and the other guy's going to get some carries. I can't remember his name, but he's he was on the practice squad all last year, year before last. The other guy. Yeah, well, Bernard's not bad. I mean, I remember him doing no, no, pretty he's well. Um, and and it doesn't. I'm I'm not even sure. I can't really put my finger on it. I just I think the Bengals are going to win. So I just I picked them. No, I, I'm not arguing with. It. I just wanted to let you know that the running back was up. Well, that's fine. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Chargers at Rams, the Battle of L.A. Well, you know, I got Chargers making at least in the wild cards, and I think they're going to be better. You talk about a team pulling some tough draws early on in the season. You know, the Chargers <laughs> yeah. pulling some rough draws, but I got to take the Rams. Yep, I'm going with the Rams, too. I mean, I, I thought about this game for a long time, and I just thought, you know, the Rams have not given me a reason to doubt them. I mean, they, they handled the Raiders pretty well in Oakland. Um, they, you know, decisively beat the Cardinals, wiped them out without a kicker. You know, like I said, that was a game where they were running two-point conversions the whole game because the kicker was hurt. Right. Um, they're just, like, I'm not, I don't see me picking against the Rams until they show me a weakness. They look really good right now. Yeah, um, if it were the Rams against the Chiefs, that'd be an excellent game to watch at this point in the season. No, I agree. Right now they're the, they're the class act. So, but you know, this was the the uh, Chargers are like the L.A. orphans. You know what I mean? Uh, 
with you know with the Rams there and the Chargers are you know they don't even expect them to stay there long term and uh, you know they're I don't, they're not LA's team per se you know what I'm saying right they're, they they started in LA though didn't uh, they started in LA though I know but they're still like the stepchildren I think you know what I mean and, right. uh, but anyways uh, I'm gonna say the Rams but I think the Chargers are gonna get a closer game than most people think. I think the Chargers, uh, I, I don't know, I don't think the Rams, the Rams might not beat them by more than a touchdown. Right. Uh, I think the Chargers will be respectable like that. Sounds good. Uh, Cowboys at Seahawks. That's a tough game, too. Yeah, man, let me tell you, Seahawks are really, I mean, did you see how many times Wilson got sacked? No, I didn't see that game at all. That was against the Bears? Oh, man. Yeah, he got sacked six times. And Wilson, yeah, how elusive he is. Right. Uh, well, the Bears are no joke. I mean, I told you that before, and I'm still sticking by it. I picked the Bears to win that game against Seattle, and, you know, I'm happy with that. Uh, well, uh, you know, you, there's no question in my mind. Uh, you're making a believer out of me on the Bears. I mean, I had them come in third. I thought they'd be improved, but they've been pretty awesome the last couple of games I mean even against the Packers and then out there in Seattle they dominated them so um, yeah they, they've been pretty impressive but Dallas going into Seattle huh yeah um I don't know I'm going to say Dallas but I think Prescott might have a good game alright I'm going with Seattle um, because the Cowboys are up and down to me and Seattle is 0-2, and both losses were on the road. They lost to the Broncos in Denver. They lost to the Bears in Chicago. And I'm thinking with the pressure, uh, you know, their season on the line, basically, and they're at home with that whole 12th man thing going on, I think they're going to rise to the occasion. I don't think it's going to be pretty, and I don't think they'll win by much. But I think they'll squeak it out. All right, well... You know, Wilson's always a factor. I mean, that's rare for him to get sacked six times with the loose of as he is. But, so I, I think it's going to be probably a close game. I think it probably may be decided by about three points. But uh, I'm going to take Dallas. Or or we could see our third tie of the year. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. All right, the Bears at the Cardinals. The current Chicago versus former Chicago. former Chicago Chicago Cardinals oh yeah I mean you're going way back because they were just St. Louis before that they was the St. Louis Cardinals well yeah for, mo- for most of the time I was growing up they were the St. Louis Cardinals but they started as the Chicago Cardinals are you sure I thought they started as a Cleveland team well you might even be more correct but they at least were at some point the Chicago Cardinals I don't know if that was first uh, no, or I think later. it went the other way I'm sorry, I think it was St. Louis Browns, I think, went to Cleveland, became the Cleveland Browns, I think. And then, but I'm not sure, but anyways, the, the Cardinals, I remember, uh, uh, were St. Louis there for a long time. They'd lose all their teams. <laughs> St. Louis? Huh? St. Louis you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I guess I don't get enough of a tendency to... Keep them. Well, that's uh, why they got the Rams was because they lost the Cardinals. Yeah, 
But, you know, L.A.'s had a hard time keeping teams, too. I mean, they had the Rams, and they lost them to St. Louis, and then they had the Raiders, and they went back to Oakland. As uh, L.A. has never, they've always been a baseball town and a basketball town, but they have really have never supported football all that terribly well. That's why I was surprised when they decided to have two L.A. teams there this year, you know, San Diego and or Chargers and the Rams. I thought, man, they... In the past, they haven't been able to support one. Almost three, because the Raiders could have taken that deal, too, if they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Raiders, are they in Vegas this year? Yeah. No, no, they're still Oakland right now. I think it's 2020. I don't think it's next year either. I think it's a year after. But but I think it's also done. And and I'm looking forward to that. I think the Las Vegas Raiders is going to be really cool. It should be. Just like their hockey team was fun. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, obviously I could go with the Bears, the way they've been playing the first two games, lights out. Yeah, well, and the way the Cardinals have been playing, too. I don't, right. I'm not even sure they've scored yet through yeah, two games. I, I, I don't know. If, if so, they haven't been in either game, that's for sure. All right, so next up is Patriots at the Lions. Well... Even though the Patriots right now aren't what they used to be, don't look like the Lions. They've, they've definitely downgraded uh, from the last couple of years. They look like they had a chance to be respectable, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the Patriots. Yep, yeah, I agree. Uh, the Lions might play them tougher than I think, but I don't know. I mean, the Jets blew out the Lions at home. And the Patriots got their new toy, Josh Gordon, this week. So, they're, I think, well, you know, Belichick is Belichick. So, I think he's going to have a game plan that's going to have the game well in hand. And then, once they establish their game plan and put their will upon the Lions, he'll start playing around. And they'll heave it to Josh Gordon deep just to see what happens. Well, you may well be right now, so I think they're probably a little jacked over the, you know, the way oh, they started yeah. that season, you know. Yeah. I think they want to go and kick somebody's butt. <laughs> yep, you're probably right. Yeah. All right, and the best and most scariest for last, the Steelers at the Buccaneers. Oh, my goodness. The Steelers, which are 0-1-1, going into Tampa – Against Fitzmagic, who's thrown, what, eight touchdown passes in two games? Something like that. That's pretty high. Um, if it weren't for Mahomes, it would be amazing. I I hear what you're saying. He's 30, 35 years old, that's some of which uh, you just never can count him out. But I'm going to tell you what, Steelers got to get serious about winning, and they've got to fix their defense. Uh, but I'm going to take Steelers. I can't abandon them in, the, in that game. But uh, just based upon Tampa's perennial record, not the way Fitzpatrick's playing, because right now the way he's playing, they can beat anybody. So I'm taking the Steelers. Well, I'm taking the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers' strength, which is long bomb passes, is the Steelers' weakness. They're secondary. Uh, yeah. It's... Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but you got a good point there. I 
The matchup on paper is the strong suit of the Buccaneers is the weakness of the Steelers. So I think the Steelers will probably end up like last week in some kind of, you know, both teams are going to score 40 points. And I'm just not sure the Steelers can keep up. Um, You know, I thought they were lucky to keep up against the Chiefs. They were down 21-0. It was a miracle that they tied it up before halftime. And then, you know, put on a couple more points there in garbage time at the end. But I'm as good as the Steelers' offense should be, I'm not sure that they can keep up in a, in, yeah. a, in a shootout. And, you know, I think you and I both were pretty impressed with Connor, too. But last week, I think he had like eight rushes for 17 yards. So uh, I don't know if that was just because of the, the, the defense. Yeah, well, that's a, it was a different type of game. I mean, Le'Veon Bell has had those numbers before, too. And in those same games, usually he's more of a effective in the passing game. You know, eight, eight rushes is not really enough to get your rhythm. If you have, like, 20 rushes for 30 yards, that's bad. But eight for 17, you didn't really get your, your wheels running all day. Uh, that's, that's a good point. Good point well taken. But uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say Steelers gotta be doing some serious talk. Now you know Antonio Rama is screwing around now too, don't you? Yes, and that was the other thing I was gonna bring up in defending my pick, even though I don't want to pick what I'm picking. Is it just looks like the wheels are coming off? They're talking about Tomlin has lost control of the team, you know, because Bell's still holding out and Antonio Brown is creating more problems and not showing up and you know and we've talked about this before too I mean Tomlin's been a question mark in my mind for a for a while um and even Terry Bradshaw is not a fan of his you know and I'm not saying I'm not a fan I'm on the fence I want him to do well but just sometimes and I don't know if it's just the new NFL um, or what, but it just seems like, you know, the players are running the show and he's not doing much. Yeah, of course, I, like you said, I was, I've never been quite sold on him either. I kept saying, well, I want to, I'm quite, I'm like, let's stick with him for a while, but he's been there a good while, but I never knew whether to blame him for some of them bonehead calls or Haley or, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, plays it's like oh you know you're the head coach the buck stops here you know even if your offensive coordinator is calling some plays that don't make any sense at all um well, i don't know and uh well terry, uh, terry bradshaw's point and i thought it was an excellent point was in the nfc championship game you lost 45 to 42 and you fire the offensive coordinator and keep the defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that that way. But I tell you why I think they they fired him was there was well there was at least two plays in that game that were critical where they you know they couldn't get to the outside on them runs and and that's what they did. Uh, you know, and they were like not that far from first downs both times. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I, I mean, don't know if you remember, I remember that, and I'm thinking, why in God's name are you calling this play? Why did you call that play? 
And that happened like twice in that towards the end of that fourth quarter where we had a chance to to change the outcome of that game. And that's that's why I was down on Haley at that point. Right. Well, I mean, but then, I, then again, but then again, my, I came back to my point even then at that game. I said, I don't know who I blame, Haley or, or uh, Tomlin. I mean, you know, where's Buck stop? I mean. You got to be aware of what's going on in these crucial situations, but go ahead. Right. Well, and first of all, that was just last year, and the year before was the Patriots, and AB had another blowout, you know, blow up tirade on the sidelines against the Patriots. And I remember that. Yeah. And and Bell, the guy who's holding out for more money, wasn't even available in that game because he was hurt. Um, you know, so. There's that from the control of the team perspective. I didn't. I was not a fan of acquiring Haley to begin with, um, so I wasn't super upset that they let him go. And I, I, if you look at, you know, yeah, we turned the ball over a lot in week one, but the conditions were horrible, um, and we were still winning that game twenty-one to seven in the fourth quarter. Against right. against the Chiefs, we put up 37 points. That should be enough to win. Both of those right. games we should have won, and I would blame the defense for both of those losses. And it's just ever since Paul Malu has gone and James Harrison and those guys, the defense just isn't what it is. I mean, some of it's bad luck because Shazier, you know, finally started to, you know, he was... The first, his rookie season, he was hurt most of that, right? And then he finally started finding his groove or whatever, and now he's, you know, hurt more permanently. Um, And some of these guys are high draft picks that are busts. So, I mean, it's personnel related, but at some point, somebody has to say, you know, the NFL has changed. You cannot be running the defense like it's 2002, you know, because it's 2018. And you need to update and get with the program and get these guys. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. But well, I, I agree with you. We're giving up way too many points. And uh, you can't really fault Roethlisberger, I mean, in the sense, I mean, even with that bad elbow and that, he still played a hell of a game. But I, we got some bright spots on defense. I think to Hayward and Watt. But we don't have, still, they, they can't stop, prevent everything. And we keep giving up in big plays. Um, so, you know, I, I think you're right. We're falling apart now. Uh, I don't know whether or not uh, the Rooney family was willing to let Tomlin go. Because uh, Rooney was uh, the main guy behind the... Uh, what do they call uh, some kind of rule? Yeah, they call it the Rooney Rule. That's why uh, he's the main guy behind it. Yeah, the Rooney Rule, which you know, said hire more black quarterbacks or coaches. I mean, uh, so I don't know whether or not you know they would be quite willing, you know, because Tomlin's been to the playoffs most every year. Uh, very rarely, of course, a lot of the time he inherited somebody else's team for a while. So, I don't know. I don't know what to think there. Uh, whether they would really make the transition even if they needed to. And if you look at his record, they'd have probably a pretty hard time justifying it 
when you look at how many times they've been in the playoffs in the last few years. Right. But but I do agree we've got to do something about that defense. And, and I, I mean, I like the way he speaks most of the time as far as, like, how he addresses the, the reporters. And, yeah. you know, I think he's got a good perspective and head on his shoulders when it comes to that. I just, I don't know what's going on there, but it just seems like when, you know, they ought to be telling this guy to hit the bricks or, you know, get, you know, I don't know. It just. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's, uh, I can understand why people are saying he's lost control of the team or the locker room or whatever it sounds a little bit like, you know, like you said, Brown's having his tantrums and Bell's been holding out for a good while. You know, it's uh, interesting. But I'm going to stick with the Steelers. I'm saying we're going to win this one. All right. Well, I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong. (laughs) I hear you. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Armchair Analysts. We'll be back next week with more analysis, commentary, and predictions.